There he is. Hello! Sorry, I slept in. Yeah, it's actually perfect. Really? I was behind on getting Cam ready for Ricky, and so just kept going. Good. You awake? Not just yet. Yeah, I had one of those nights with multiple kiddo wake-ups. Mm. Dad. Heat up my heat pack again. <laughs> 2 a.m. 2 4 a.m. No. Heat pack. Do it yourself. No. <clears throat> yeah. Heat pack. Uh, yeah. How are you, man? Good. Pretty good. Yeah. It's been nice weather here and... We're actually cutting knack walls right now, which what? is weird. What? We've totally switched business plans. <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss? It's, it's been a year since we last talked. Don't do, don't do that. I haven't had enough sleep <laughs> to absolutely know that that's not true. Speaking of sleep, just, just to go non sequitur on non sequitur. I had what felt like an hour-long dream where I was, like, it was mostly about Rob Lockwood. I don't know why. I was, like, hanging out with him oh. at, at a house he owned that wasn't his actual house. And then I had this weird, long dream. It, it, was, it was, he had some crazy startup he was working on. Maybe I've, like, stumbled into <laughs> a reality that's happening somewhere else. I think so. I've, yeah, I've As, been following his progress on Instagram. He looks like he lives in some beautiful palatial estate. I keep expecting to see peacocks. Have you got peacocks, Rob? <laughs> please, please have peacocks. Yeah, anyway, so Knack Walls making one for a friend for his garage because he's moved into a new shop space. My old shop mate, Joe. Hi, Joe. Sure. I'm looking at it right now. It's done. So the, maybe the biggest one we've made, actually. And then we're making another one for behind our 3D printer that's off of a remnant. Because mm. I'm tired of an overflow of 3D printing accoutrements that are just everywhere. Stuff. They just It's overflowed yeah. the places we built for them. And I was like, oh, we have a thing for this, I think. It's quite funny. The the printer mess is a thing. Like since we got Laura's bamboo, something about the process, but it just it, it attracts accumulation and junk. It's like unbox another roll of filament, jam it in, and they're just like the boxes just stay there, and there's little scraps of PLA everywhere, and yeah, <clears throat> broken prints, and it's weird. One one of the weird things that will clog up the little chippy robot vacuum is the little like Chippy. test purge strips that you pull off the front yeah. and the back of the bamboo and Prusa does it too if those land on the floor they get stuck going through the roller <laughs> and they won't eject and it complains about it of all the things like that is classically one thing that will just do it every time <clears throat> oh those things are annoying but I understand why they're necessary yeah, yeah. speaking of printers the thing, one of the solutions, I think I talked about this a little bit, but super dry filaments helped with our 
blobby, gross PETG prints I've gone all over the spectrum with, including starting to, on a suggestion from somebody, tracking the temperature of the hot end, the temperature outside, how dry the filament is. Like, <laughs> this, a big factor has been speed of print. So, like, one of its best virtues is its speed, right? But, unfortunately, one of the things to get around PETG blobbing grossness is to mess with the temperature, but then that wasn't working. I was going too cold and still getting blobs, so I had to slow it way down. And the easiest trick to that, just off the bat, is to go into the printer settings and just on the bamboo and say, do silent mode, and it will mm. cut the speeds by half. Yeah. It was going from three and a half hours to <laughs> six hour prints. And I was like, well, it's working, so we'll try that. And yeah. slowly, I've now made a separate profile, a separate print that is called hot and slow sounds sweaty and it's if it's hot outside it goes slower but it only is about four hours so hot and slow yeah. i like it that's title title options right there <laughs> yeah cool getting smart i like it yeah laura has been running these really quite long complex parts for a sculpture she's making and has been prototyping different versions of it and finally came up with her production version. She's got like eight days to go and 12 days of print time before the show installs. So she was like, right, I better run it on ludicrous mode and ran the first one and it, it failed after about 16 hours. Got a spaghetti monster. Did it catch it? Yeah, it paused. Paused the machine. That's so crazy. At like 4 a.m. Anyway, she's running the next one now, but at normal speed, and it looks like it's going to be successful. But it means she doesn't actually have enough time to print all the parts before the show. So I'm like, just buy another one. Get another bamboo. Come on. <laughs> Don't have a friend you're on there that's got one? <laughs> yeah. I've been but tempted yeah. a few times. Mm. But no, no more, pro no more machines till they all make enough money. That's right. First yeah. thing. What else are you making over there? Can you hear the router? It's making an neck wall. That's, that's what that is. It's yep. too noisy. We're making bases for the last... We're in the last two parts, and they go in a cycle, a one-and-done cycle right now for all of the pre-orders of pedestals should be shipped this week. Awesome. Wednesday right now. I'm planning to be starting to ship the last batch of those tomorrow and Friday. And they're running great. They look great. Ricky is doing cycling on the mill and also running the router. It's been going pretty smooth. Pretty good. Fantastic. Nice. Mm hmm That must feel good. How about you? Yeah. Well, what's going on here? I just installed my strange little sauna prototype yesterday. Whatever it is, I don't know what that thing is. The tunnel. <laughs> the tunnel. The tunnel is in the gallery. All the structure of it is. And then I'm supposed to be doing like a meet the maker artist talk Ooh. on Saturday. And I think I'm just going to turn up with all the like little modular accessories that I've made to 
the little seats and shelves and bits and bobs. I think I'm going to turn yep. up with with those when the galleries open on Saturday morning and just kind of do a little demo thing, mm-hmm. which will lead into a, a very informal little Q and A with the the curator there. But uh, yeah, I've, I've seen suffering from a bit of imposter syndrome actually being in that context. It's like yeah, I don't seen, yeah. I don't often, like I spend a lot of time around galleries because of Laura's work and helping her, but it's very rare that I have my name in that mm-hmm. context. And so I definitely have this sort of sense of like, is it good enough? Is it interesting enough? Like I've enjoyed making it, but does that, yeah. Yeah. Which is I fine. That. I can get it. I can get over that, but I'm just aware that I've got a bit of that sort of like imposter vibe going on and it's just felt just- like quite rushed sort of making it at the last minute because I had a sort of a week less than I thought because of COVID. Johnny came into work yesterday. So the night before I installed it, I stayed back late and sort of had to re-machine some parts because when I pulled it apart, I broke it, broke bits of it. And I had this, I think I posted a story of like a massive crash on the pencil sharpener and then had other issues on the other machines when I was recutting parts. And anyway, Johnny came in the next morning and like sent me a screenshot of the file manager on the machine. He was like, it's just like all these file names, which are just increasingly intense expletives. Like, final, beep, final. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> no, just like. Final, final. <laughs> anyway, that's eaten. And I've still got a bunch of little things I want to make to put it and sort of finish off the display. Whatever it yeah. is. I think I'm making a cubby. I think that's what it is. I like yeah. cubbies. Well, my thought my thought when you're saying that is if you don't have a QR code to your kit of products, then you're probably failing. It, it, <laughs> what it, do you mean? In that regard. I mean, don't use it as a marketing exposure thing, but just as like a, hey, you know all these parts? Well, they actually make something you can put in your house or like want to see this, pro- <laughs> you know, just put, just yeah, put yeah. kit of part or kid i'm like can i say it now kid a kid a what we have too many names for this thing kid a parts that's what's called kid a sauna oh and they just put a qr code and just let them go search on their own you don't have to talk about it Mm. well thankfully because we did the reception of the gallery last year they've got there's like in the next room there's a whole bunch of kid parts and now stuff in there so it's like an easy easy link but yeah that's a good thought I would say too that I will give you the the ego confidence boost needed <laughs> in that if you get concerned about not feeling special enough or warranted to be there, just remember that you have like all these people on the internet that are obsessed with this one machine you have in your shop that makes really cool parts <laughs> that is there. It's sitting there. So like I guess throw an iPad up and just show how it's made or something. <laughs> Or just talk about that the whole time. Yeah, sure. It's all people want to see. It seems like it fascinates anybody that that's in front of it. He's mm. standing today. You're jiggling around. I am. Okay. My back has been driving me crazy. I think my chair that I've ah, used really? for freaking 10 years is I've done something to the chair sitting in it in a certain way. So now I just feel like this the whole time. Mm. And, um, Not good. I'm standing more, trying another chair which is low, so I felt weird and cool. moving a lot. Good. good, good. Moving more. <clears throat> hey, what was that 
form thing you sent me the other day that looks cool. The I form haven't checked it out. thing. I did try it out today. Probably shouldn't have, mm. but I found it to be delectable. It's called Fill Out. I might put a link to it. And I sent you a link actually to it too. I can do yeah, a little. You did. Oh. The PDX. Oh, it's pretty. <laughs> so, Hang on. It, so this isn't it's Fill like, Out, yeah. What's amazing, so it tags into any Airtable base or page, and so you can have all your normal form things, but you can like style them differently. And it has all this conditional logic that's like way Ooh. beyond what you can do inside Airtable. You can have Sick. fields that are hidden, but they can be still filled out. So like I have this page Ooh. where I just have been making this as like a product RFQ page for people that might want to buy stuff we don't have listed from like some of the brands we were carrying. And so you can fill out these skew and quantity things for different items and they fill out into one field at the end by some logic that does a little uh, formula. So, oh my God, it's so cool. So you have hidden stuff, you can have page logic, you can have like things hide and then show if you know that some of that was there before, but it's just like such a good little thing. And then it just dumps it right into your ear table. Mm. Cool. Oh. Uh, creates yeah, confetti when you submit the form. Yes, I can Excellent. turn that on and off too. <laughs> that looks really good. So it's like, how is it connected to Airtable through another service or natively hooked in? It's called Fillout. Fillout does the yeah is the that's hooked into Airtable service, I guess. And then yeah. there's other integrations that it can have on its own. But I've si simply just I just wanted. Like I've already thought of a couple more things that I might rebuild our RFQ form because there's stuff in there that I would love to, like you can have it do like math so that you could basically like create a, you could have it do your quotes for you <laughs> and have them charge it, them at the end with it. So like it can create basically an, an invoiceable item at the end of that. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but you could. Yeah, it's pretty True. nifty. It Thanks, seems man. to be, f oh, son of a, oh, it's back. <laughs> what happened? Phone. Cool. It seems to be All free. Right. And yeah. then there's some limitations to like, it's got their branding on it, I think is the limitation right now, but it's Yeah, good. sure. Yeah, some of the other little things you may want, but I can think of like three or four different ways I could use this right now. So it's pretty, pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been wanting to upgrade our RFQ form for a while now, make it a bit more frictionless and engaging and educational. That was the main thing I wanted, just to make it like more inbuilt qualification and education in the RFQ form. Maybe so there's videos. Like videos and images and those can be the cool thing is they can be like not a non correlated to the air table fill like they don't mm. have to be synced items so you can have yeah like items that precondition the form right for later on and they can be images like do you want this kind of shirt or this kind of shirt in your mm. product you know like but you could have it like I guess kind of quotient like even where it's like choose optional things that kind of, could I use this for quotes? 
No, that'd be mm. crazy. Is it crazy? Is it? I don't know. It would be kind of tough to build them. I don't think it would be as flexible as, like, like I don't know. It's interesting because it does do math mm. and stuff too. In the back end, you can do calculations and coding and. Oh, we got a new submission. Somebody <laughs> wants b -b 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 baby pants. Oh, baby. J J J Justin. Anyway, that's my exciting. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Already sent that was, it to Jay. That was the non software corner. So What's we new in to... software corner? <laughs> after the fact. Post. Post intro. Did I, did I tell you about making a client game in ChatGPT the other day? <laughs> <It's>, no. <laughs> I think nope. I've, talked, I've talked here about how like terrible I am at making cold calls or even like le lukewarm sales calls. Like I just have this great yep. resistance to it. Anyway. Uh, adding to one of the business coaches. This was a couple of weeks ago now. She had some really good points, but basically she was like, Jam, I think you need to kind of gamify it somehow. So you're not, don't think of it as a, like a cold call, but kind of try and make yeah. it more engaging for yourself. And I was like, that night, I was like, I was in chat GPT. I just had it open. I was like, hey, Chatty, can you, if I give you a list of like a hundred names, Every morning when I type in this prompt, let's go, can you give me three random names and a pep talk about calling these people? I was like, sure. <laughs> so you, the, the concept worked. I then chickened out of feeding customer data into ChatGPT because yeah. it's not particularly private. But the fact that just, just the concept of it, the next day I just picked up the phone and made three calls. Like I didn't even use it in the end. It kind of just broke something for me. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe this can be kind of challenging or fun. Hmm. Anyway, since then, I've had a lot more success. And just this week, I think I've made eight calls already. So well on the wow. way. Have you, um, have you closed any deals? No, nothing. I'm not calling to make deals. I'm not at that, I'm not at that stage. Uh, just call in for a chat. <laughs> Super it's, been, it's been good. Yeah, just kind of farming, farming leads, putting us back on people with radar who we might not have chatted mm -hmm. to for years in some cases. And Interesting. Yeah. Early days, I don't want to say I've cracked it yet, but I've made some progress, which has been good. But yeah, it was that gamifying that kind of got me over the line, which was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I made this. And no, this week in ChatGPT. <laughs> you just whip that up then. That? No, I did it before. In that hour you were sleeping. Uh, sure. Thanks. Yeah. So the other thing that's really helped recently, like when I was had my, my COVID bender, um, I did a bunch of work on that weekend on our like vision statement and brand purpose, stuff like that. That's been really good the last couple of weeks, just having that on the wall and now on our website and starting to sort of talk about it in meetings and introduce it to clients of just like narrowing our focus and trying to, it's early days, it's still very much a draft, but just starting to communicate like 
why we're here and what we're trying to do mm -hmm. and yeah yeah what else what we specialize in so it's been kind of all feeding into a bit more motivation and drive which has been good that's yeah very nice i've been using that same i took your idea and i'd kind of been like vaguely or maybe like repeatedly using a very small version of your like ChatGPT threaded business coach idea agent uh, yeah. type thing and had never really like tried to reuse it. I'd always just let it disappear again. Be like, ah, oh, here's a thought. This is my thing. And then like just do it again like a madman later. And so I've actually <laughs> been using one repeatedly like you had nice. noted. And it, it works pretty well. I mean, it's not giving me like stellar advice, but it, it feels better just to like have it be re like aware of you, I guess, in a certain way. Yeah. And I suppose if I would replicate this, I wish you could turn on the browsing because I've been playing with that quite a bit. The internet browsing is pretty amazing to watch it like in the background, like you see what it's doing. It's like read this page, read failed or like click this link and, mm. you know, it gets to the end and like. I had to read a privacy policy the other day and give it, give analysis of it. And like, I just said, can you read this and gave it a link? And then I came back five minutes later and it's like, it seems pretty normal by privacy policy standards. Don't worry about it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. But I haven't really gotten anything like amazing. And I think part of that's the way I've been asking it. And I don't know, in the end, it is just trying to guess the best next word all the time right like it's not actually intelligent it is just a thing that's like throwing words together in pleasing ways it seems to be help more and more helpful but i guess aside from it being this fancy new thing like i do have to remind myself lately like my brain thinking about these things should be better than it you know maybe it's giving me different ways to think about it yeah, but I it's think it's an interesting thought. If it can help, like for me, someone who's not great with words and certainly not great at sort of processing yeah. lots of words, mm -hmm. I'm finding it incredibly useful as an aid oh, for yeah. my brain to think about things in more detail. Yeah. And also just the kind of persistence to keep exploring a topic like I, I do this thing where I just like I'll jump to a conclusion or a solution and then I'll be like cool that's done next yeah, whereas yeah. because of how the, the way we interact with it I'm finding it really good to just like work through things and rewrite the prompt and look at things in different ways and oh yeah you know I'm, I keep printing stuff out like <laughs> I keep like copying and pasting summaries out of GPT and like printing them, physically highlighting them, and then kind of using that as like a cool, put that on the wall to remind me about these things. Mm. Sure. I do have a sense though of like the, I think, the, the pace at which you can burn through ideas and huge amounts of information. <clears throat> I'm getting a bit of a like sort of an, an adrenaline rush from that, I think, because it's just so different mm -hmm. how my brain usually processes. The pace is so different how my brain usually works with particularly yep. text-based information. Um, so I'm getting this sort of high, but also a bit of like just mental exhaustion from it of like I've just burned through 
so many ideas and my brain's like yeah. in over has overclocked itself trying to keep up and that's pretty yeah. weird yeah definitely i'll sometimes i'll pull stuff out like and there's stuff on our on our help desk now our internal articles that are like i got this from gpt you know prefacing before i paste it in there like in particular uh, yeah, yesterday nice. i couldn't i can never remember how to do the m98 like call a sub program in fanic and so i finally just mm. like i asked it how to do it i was like here's the end of my code i want to add this fan cycle to clear off the parts i can never remember how to do it and it gave me it and uh, so i copied all that in but i i make sure to like always preface like i don't want to go through it you know the point usually is just to remind myself that if somebody else stumbles on this later, like don't trust it blindly. Like <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is this is a really robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I like it. Speaking of robots and automation, we were thinking about doing our next secret show kind of on the topic of automation. And wanted to call out to our Patreon members who get the secret show what questions you might have in that space. And I think, you know, Saunders put it really well recently talking about automation, that automation doesn't have to be like robot arms and like what we think of sort of in, as industrial automation, but like it can be really simple things too, like, you know, an, a, an Airtable form like is a form of automation yep. or like using Zapier or all these little digital tools that help us sort of work more efficiently. So I think, yeah, if anyone on the Patreon has questions or, you know, if you're not on the Patreon and you'd have a, question, a burning question about that you want to ask us and get us to explore in a whole episode in more depth, yeah, send us a message. Yeah. I'll, <clears throat> there is a link that will make it a little easier for us to collect these things in the show notes. Fill a little Airtable form to automate that for us. <laughs> it's very simple very simple yeah i don't know i wrote that down because i've been thinking about it i've heard other people you know on other cnc podcasts talking about it i just have this feeling of fomo i think there's a lot to it right like you said i feel like i'm not doing what i should be doing in 2023 with automation yeah. and i wanted to like yeah just hash that out with you so yeah awesome sounds good i have a similar sense yeah That'd be great. Cool. So we will, yeah, await your questions and record that secret show for the Patreon. Hey, it's Don here to cut the chit chat. You like tools, CNC machines, and getting into the nitty gritty of product design and manufacturing. Join us on the secret show exclusive to our Patreon members. Head over to patreon.com slash parts department and sign up. No fluff, just the good stuff. Not fluffing the good stuff, just shit. Go sign up. Yep. Soon. Nice. Nice. So I have a initial, excuse me. Oh, yeah. A little bubbly water. So I have an initial <laughs> uh, end of life guide. I kind of just did it in the last half an hour screwing around. I said, mm -hmm. give you a link there. I tried to do the very most basic thing that we talked about before. And I think the extra hour of you having slept in on accident gave me those couple things. I was like, oh, I need to do that. And I like yeah, took awesome. the air table. And honestly, most of it's just like linking things. I ended up creating 
I think two new tables inside of the products where one was just about materials. And so I had just the way I'm dealing with it now is like linking materials to products and the products come from our normal product list. And then I added, I guess, a field inside of the product page itself that is, I think I just called it disposal advice, Mm. product disposal guide. And so like the idea was at this point, I'm just putting bullet points in like disassemble tool holder parts and recycle at local place. And it's like as most basic as possible. And there, there'll be some that's a little trickier. Like I've yet to figure out like how you take neodymium magnets out and like, what do you do with those? So there's like mm-hmm. stuff that I don't have answers for, but like, it's now easy to just continue to add to it. But I think I'll probably do another bit table that's shared on this article. That's like specifically materials and like what you can do with materials instead of it being about yeah. the product. And so that kind of an easy way to just like begin and add to as we go. Really cool. I mean, the, just the fact that you s- we spoke about it a week ago and now you've started <laughs> it is impressive. But what a cool thing to have. Like all, all product businesses should have this, some version of this. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm hoping cool. to make it better and better. Is that just an Airtable embed on that page? Uh-huh. Yeah, it works yeah. pretty well. It's a gallery. I do that Gallery for a embed, few things yeah. where you can embed the gallery and then you can like filter only what you want to show on there. And then yeah, sometimes they work okay. And so I, I usually link to it as well. It's cool how I as a user can filter as well. If yeah. you had sort of thousands of records in there, I could just look mm-hmm. for ATC or yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Nice one, man. That's awesome. I, I, cool? I think it's interesting. Part of that speed, which I was saying, I feel like of all the Airtable things I've made or been a part of making here, I think that it took, <laughs> I don't want to scare people away. For my it's brain, it took me five years basically yeah. to get to a place where I started to make good from the start. Like they were pretty good, well set up things. And be able to interrelate them between like our inventory items that are really never public. They're just like, you know, where do we buy this thing? What is, what is the link to it? What is, and we use those to end up making labels for like little, you know, containers that just get printed off with a little label maker. Mm And so that's just straight out of Airtable. And now took me years to get to this point too, because it used to be only me making these by hand. And then finally, like in the last, six months i've kind of gotten ricky into it and he's just like every time we get a new thing it's dumped like immediately into one of these and now it's organized and yeah that's so good so just once you get to a place it feels like then you can really use the data really well finally yeah Yeah, that's awesome yeah yeah nice to start very cool What's your toe dipping? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what that means. <clears throat> what am I dipping my toe into? No idea. This is why I shouldn't write obscure notes in the show notes. <laughs> I was I only wrote that, that like about half an hour ago too. And it's already <laughs> <I> just... 
Oh boy. <clears throat> oh no, that's what I was going. That's what it means. Toe dipping, dipping my toe back into digital ad spend. So a week ago, I I don't I'm of the opinion that you know we turned ads off because we didn't know what was working and what was working. Couldn't get a clear yep. sense of that. So we went cold turkey, and it's been two and a half months now, I think. And maybe more. And so I have this sense of like just wanting to try one idea at a time. If I'm going to go crawling back, which I think we need to because sales are terrible, I want to sort of try one idea at a time and get like try and get clear like feedback on what works and what doesn't as much as, as is possible in this weird world of digital ad marketing. Anyway. So last Friday, I think it was, I boosted a I kind of looked through all my recent reels of what had the highest engagement. I was right, cool. I was like, all right, cool. Let's just boost one of these ones that has performed quite well and got a good response. Yep. Let's put five hundred bucks behind it over the next week and just see what that does. And it's like. Uh, I haven't looked this morning, but yesterday in six days, it had sort of resulted in about 1,200 website visits directly. Wow. Um, had accumulated two or 300 new followers on Instagram. And yeah, and then just boosted our impressions from about our rolling average was dropping on Instagram and it was sort of had to drop from sort of 20 low 20,000 impressions a month down to it was almost down to 15,000 impressions a month and then it's just boosted that yesterday I sent you a screenshot I think it was up to 55,000 just from that one week of uh, a boosted post anyway I'm kind of I'm a bit sour about it because I was like of course the platform's going to respond well when you put money into it like that's what they want yeah. But at the same time, I'm trying to run a business and get leads in and increase our sort of funnel of engagement. So it's like, cool. If this, you know, it's a good experiment, good thing to sort of see as like a clear trial over a week. And yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That I've ever said that the, I probably and are bitching about this, that hmm. I have this weird feeling that like, I always think about when they get a bunch of clicks all of a sudden, like, I don't know if you ever watched the analytics, it just like suddenly you'll get like 20 clicks out of nowhere from like Facebook ads. And it's just like, are those real people? Or are we just seeing bots <laughs> oh, no. get yeah, sent yeah, yeah. all of a sudden? And I can't get over like, sure, if you just want engagement, if you're not even trying to get conversions, how could you ever prove it's not just bots? Mm. Like you'd have to, I mean, I don't know how, maybe somebody with way more technical knowledge, but like, Obviously, if you're trying to get conversions, then that's not going to benefit them unless they're willing to pay for your product and uh, receive it <laughs> as yeah. a bot. Yeah, I guess you need, like, ultimately, we need the conversion as the, the ultimate. Part of the way I targeted this little boosted post is, like, we've identified which suburbs in Melbourne our sort of key target market mm. is in, and it's quite a small area. In terms of our sort of, not our whole market, obviously, but just like our dream, dream quite in a, mm. quite a cons- consolidated area. So I pretty much just ran a radius around that area and said, just focus on this. Wow. And so the fact that we're picking up 
followers, presumably from that area is like, cool, I feel that's a success. Like if more people who live in these like eco-conscious developments that we know are in this area, then that's that's a win. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yep. for sure. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You do the, it's probably hard to see the cost of acquisition of of those product. I don't know how people do all that crap. Like they concatenate all their data from all their sources mm-hmm. and figure all that out. But like for the pricier products, I can imagine that that $500 would be well served by two people making a purchase in the next month, you know, like one person. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's going to be likely probably more if you're getting hundreds of people as followers, like the percentages probably pan out to a couple there over time. Yeah. And when like last year when we were calculating our cost of acquisition and it was climbing and climbing or like, cool, no, this isn't working. It, yep. You know, we're doing it against every web sale. So, because it's impossible yeah. to tell where it's, it's saying like it's all web yeah. sales and all advertising spend, basically just do the maths and see what our cost of acquisition was. And it was just like, yeah, yeah. Kept going up. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Fun times. Mm hmm. Um, Man, I don't know. Sales has been weird for us too. It's that's it. It's maybe a little ahead of last month, but it also we can just have like a week where we basically sell nothing, and it's just like, what the? Why? What is? Why? <laughs> Even you know, with same tra- like good traffic or like sometimes it's lower traffic and higher sales, and I'm, I don't know. It's just silly. <laughs> I think like. The scale of our businesses, both of us, we're dealing with such small order volumes. Like number yeah, yeah. of orders is such as like you can count them on your hand, I'm guessing, for you too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's like the difference between a good week and a bad week is just like, you know, three orders or something. It's like it's very oh, easy yeah. for the numbers to be hugely uh, yeah. skewed and feel like really lumpy, I think, just because of the volume, the low volume we're dealing with. So, I like, yeah, I've been really despondent about that in the past too. It's just like, why is this so up and down? It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> if a good week is 15 orders and a bad week is eight orders, it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's life. Right. <laughs> so, on that topic, I just had, <clears throat> just chatted with a client that kind of just getting to know each other. I've known about him for a long time, another business first time we've really worked with him and he was very willing to share information and i you know same with me about just just things which i find like we've always talked about so it's helpful it's endearing it's it's nice to share those things there's kind of like that weird small business camaraderie especially like in your own town i think at least for me and he's saying that of their products they sell a kind of a series of things that are similar I think I heard him right. I think he said they make 60 to 80 of these assemblies a, a week and ship them a week. And I was just doing the math and I was like, oh my good grief. Like that is, that is like crazy. And, and, and most of it was coming through their Shopify. I thought, 
yeah. they were getting maybe sales from something else, a different platform. But like, I was like, I was like, where are you? Where's all your traffic coming from? You know, like, how do you get the traffic? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it comes. I know some of it's from Google, but I don't really know. It's just like, it's just, mm, I was like, is wow. it straight from social media? And he's like, I don't, not really, no. And I was like, how, ah, what? How? Ah. That's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine enough? 60 orders a week? Mm. <laughs> I don't know what the widget is that you're talking about, but yeah, that'd be nice. I can, I can send it to you. I don't, I don't care to yeah. blow them uh, up. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, crazy. Let's, let's let's work towards that. Hey. Yeah. I'm gonna ask my my PDX CNC thread on how to get to 60 orders a week. Cool. It'll 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 tell me like start like today. I was asking it. What was the thing I asked it? What are some unique products that we could focus on next? You know, and knowing our business, <laughs> one of them that's great: innovative safety equipment. <laughs> like what? what 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 like flashing vests for the workshop like what what are we gonna do there custom tool holders which i find to be entertaining as well it's like what what would we customize about them like that would be i can't think of anything particularly like the innovation and in tool holding is not probably something that i'm gonna come up with because i don't know the engineering behind it yeah i just asked the question of my LB agent, which is where like my sort of core business chat is. Yep. And it said invest in digital marketing, enhance your website, email marketing, improve customer service, leverage social proof, upselling and cross-selling, promotions and discounts, retargeting campaigns, collaborations and partnerships, and focus on mobile users. Great. Hmm. All very valid things, you know. Let's do it. Pretty generic. Yeah. If I mean, if yeah, if we made improvements in any of those things, it would help. So, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, where's your, where's your, uh, where are you at with that trial of was it Vectorworks? Oh uh, yes, that is an email I need to respond to this morning. That's where that is at. They they very kindly offered to help me build out one of the some logic Ooh. as a bit of a trial because I, like I was I was struggling with it. I had a meeting with them and then they were like, hey, we've had some ideas. Can you just send us some of the models and we're just going to try and nut out the logic of because I think they didn't have an immediate answer when I spoke to them on of the best way to sort of structure kit parts within it. So, they, uh, yeah, there's an email waiting for me that I need to jump in and have a look at. Sure. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Should we jump ship? This is the end. Do some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, daddy. <laughs> I didn't say that. It wasn't me. <laughs> it's Justin with his uh, buttons. Dis- I, love, I love the disclaimers. <laughs> <laughs> I have this other one I didn't add in you'll, here. S- you'll start synthesizing my voice next. <laughs> it's, it's coming, I'm sure. Oh, this one, I, I found this one in an edit roll one time. I like that a lot. <laughs> it's one of one of the gem trademark noises. Oh, nice! I like it. I can make that my message tone. <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> Put it on your wife's phone. <laughs> nice. Mm, sometimes. All right. No, 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 no. Every time your wife gets a text from you, it says, "Oh, daddy." <laughs>
Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. Let's get out of here. Uh, <laughs> All right, see ya. Bye. Oh, Laura's calling me. Answer it if you want. We can end. Okay. Bye. See ya. See you soon. Bye. Ciao.